Hey everybody, my name's Colton Dury, and I'm here with my wife, Brittany Dury, and we wanted to welcome you to our podcast called The Bible Study. Each segment will be different on our podcast, but not every segment will be covering Bible study material. Every topic we cover in our segments will be rooted in biblical truth, ranging from conversation on biblical topics and values, to teaching Bible studies that you can share. We wanted to thank you for tuning in today. And we pray that God's word will reach you wherever you are. So stay tuned in for more of the Bible study. Today's segment is going to be covering who Jesus is in the Gospel five-part Bible study. Colton is going to give us a little recap on the lesson prior to this one. On the previous segment, we talked about what sin is. In one sentence, I summarized it as we are all sinners that by ourselves have no power to get rid of that sin. And today is the day we talk about who has that power to cover all sin. And his name is Jesus. Now I'm sure most of you who are listening have at least heard the name Jesus because of the holiday Christmas. And the reason we celebrate Christmas is because Jesus Christ was born. And today we're going to dig into why he was born and who he is. Today we're going to learn that Jesus is our Savior, he is one, and he loves us. In the midst of all the hopelessness of sin comes the hope and the promise of salvation. Salvation is deliverance from the power and the effect of sin on your past, present, and in the future. This hope is found in Christ Jesus. Matthew 1 verse 21 says, Thou shalt call his name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. We also read in John chapter 14 verse 6, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In John 14 verse 6 that Colton just read, Jesus made it abundantly clear that salvation can come only through him. So who is this Jesus? Jesus is God in the flesh. So I'm just going to take a moment here and put my husband on the spot. Um, Colton, when you hear the name Jesus or you see something that reminds you of Jesus, what do you think or how do you feel? Well, that's a great question. To me, Jesus is love in its purest form. Since you put me on the spot, what is Jesus to you? Well, when I think of Jesus or I see something that reminds me of Jesus, I think of my salvation because I remember where I was before I met him and now I know who I am because he washed my sins away. Earlier, I stated to me Jesus is love in its purest form. I always read scripture before I develop concrete ways on how to live my life. So to build a bit of a foundation um, of, of God is love, we look first to Corinthians chapter 13, verses 13. It says, So now faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Now in this scripture, it talks about love. Um, it's originally translated out of the word agape. This is a love of choice, not out of obligation or attraction, but it is truly the purest form, unconditional. This is so special because this is the love that Jesus has towards us. When I'm at my highest point or when I'm at my lowest point, 
His love is always there, and that's so special because it's so rare to find that in the world we live in today, but we can always count on Jesus to always love us. That is so special because it really speaks to the love that God has for us because He robed Himself in flesh, revealed His name to us, and went to the cross and died for our sins. And His name is Jesus. Everything the Bible says is built on the foundation that there is only one God, and His name is Jesus. Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So when Jesus Christ came, he echoed this message. Instead of saying, I am the Father, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. Because Jesus was both the Father and the Son. He was both invisible spirit and visible flesh. We can find this in John 10.30. Jesus also said, I am in the Father, because unlike any other person, including us, Jesus's humanity was inseparably united and joined with the Spirit. In studying the Bible in different topics, I use lots of different resources, being commentaries, um, study Bibles, and many other things as well. What I'm going to be looking at today, we're going back up to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Um, And this says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. We've covered that a little bit, but I want to go a little bit more in depth and tell you kind of what that means. This is called the Shema. So in every nation in the ancient Near East acknowledged many gods, every nation but one. In the face of the whole world, Israel declared that theirs was the only true and living God. It's no wonder that when Jesus was asked to declare the greatest commandment in the law, he did not hesitate But he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. This is found in Mark 12, verse 29. It's stated many times through the Bible, but the Shema is more than just a command to listen. It's to pay attention and to obey. The passage not only declares Israel's God to be uniquely one, but it is for Israel to love him with all their heart, soul, and strength. This is Deuteronomy 6, 5, which is following Deuteronomy 6-4, which is, as we covered, the Shema. So what does Jesus, being one, have to do with us and our sin? The purpose of God coming as a man, revealing himself as Jesus, was to, number one, provide salvation for our sinfulness, number two, reveal the Father, number three, establish the kingdom of God on earth, and number four, judge the world. Why would God do this? Why would God come to earth as a man and die on the cross? He did it because he loves us. John chapter 3 verse 16 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The cross wasn't easy or pretty. Jesus died a horrifying, agonizing death. He was beaten, whipped, and had nails driven through his hands and feet. He was lifted up on a cross, hung there until he died. Jesus suffered this horrible punishment for you and me. We deserved that death, but instead of us paying the price for sin, Jesus paid the price for us. We do not deserve what he did, nor is there anything we could ever do to repay him. And here is the incredible thing. 
Jesus doesn't ask you to earn this salvation. Because of his mercy and his grace, he provides it as a free gift. Grace means undeserved favor. Although you cannot earn it, God gives it to you. Grace means God is willing to provide salvation to us without us having to work for it or even earn it. One of my favorite teachers in Bible college quoted it this way, Mercy is God should have killed me, but he didn't. Grace is God gave me more than I ever deserved. Summarizing this segment of the gospel, our sin is against God. Jesus Christ is God in flesh, and because of that, our debt can only be paid to him. Since we could not pay our own debt, Jesus paid that debt for us. Therefore, there is no other belief, there is no other hope, there is no other salvation from sin, there is only Jesus. Only he can save us. So the question of the day was, who is Jesus? Jesus is God robed in flesh. Philippians 2.9 says that Jesus is the name above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 through 3 explains that Jesus is the expressed image of who God is. God used to speak through the voice of prophets. But because God came down and revealed himself as Jesus Christ, he became audible, visible, and touchable. Jesus is a conqueror, a deliverer, provider, and healer. But above all things, he is Jehovah Savior. The Hebrew name Jesus translates into Savior or to save. To finish where we started this Bible study, I want to read Matthew 1 verse 21. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. Jesus is our Savior. So the next question is, how do I apply Jesus' salvation to my life? Tune in to the next segment to find out. We wanted to thank you for tuning in to the Bible Study Podcast. As you continue to tune in with us, I encourage you to study God's Word yourself. If you have any topics that you would like to learn more about or any questions about a previous segment, feel free to reach out via email at brittdury at gmail.com. B-R-I-T-T-D-U-R-R-E at gmail.com. We pray you have a blessed day in Jesus' name.